Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome. It is episode 34 of Powered4.tv Big Fight Weekly with myself, Stuart Palmer, and my co-host and cousin Chris Hume. How are we, Chris, this week? We're good. We're good, mate. We're good. It's been a bumper weekend of combat sports. We're going to get right into it with UFC Fight Nights, where we got to see Jim Miller, Chris, against Eric Gonzalez, a newcomer to the UFC, in what was a fantastic bout and a huge, huge win for Jim Miller, Chris. He's now tied with Damian Meyer in UFC victories of 22 and just one behind Donald Cerrone. How did you find the... You know what? It was it was good because obviously Miller's coming off a loss. He lost in his last fight. Um... So it's one of them and Miller. He's been around. I don't know if you realise this, but Stu, but he's been around since 2008 as Jim Miller in the UFC. You know I mean, and he's a 30, you know, a record of 33 and 16. You know, that's an honourable record for a guy that's been around UFC since 2008. You know, he's been on the UFC 100 card, beyond the UFC 200. He said in his post match, post match, sorry, wants to be on the UFC 300. So more, you know, more the merry if he keeps going, especially if he keeps knocking people out as well, which we don't normally see with Jim Miller. Um, I look for his record today. And, you know, in the fir- in the 50 fights he's had, Stuart, he's only had five knockout wins. Which is so- quite quite incredible, really, Chris, isn't it? When you when you look at how many fights he's had, you know, not known not known for the KOs. No, he's a grappler, isn't he? He takes you down and he beats you up or he submits you. Don't forget, he submitted the current lightweight champion in Charlie o- Olives, hasn't he? Or as they love to call him Charlie Olives now, don't they? But Charles Oliveira, people don't know who he is. But he submitted him as well. Um, you know, many moons ago now, you know, obviously Charles Oliveira's had a lot of losses, but have come back and obviously can see he's won the title. But going back to this fight, I, I thought it was, you know, it was incredible for him because, you know, he's ever-present Jim Miller. You know what I mean? He hasn't gone away and he's lost to quite a few and he's come back and he's won. And, you know what I mean? It just doesn't go away. And he had Lyme's disease not long ago. So, you know what I mean? The guy keeps coming back. But, you know, regards to the fight, um, he got wobbled, didn't he, by Gonzalez? Um, they, both, they both got a bit rocked in that first round. Yeah, but I, th- I think after Jim Miller got uh, rocked, um, he just he changed the plan then. Um, and he just continued hitting him, hitting him with that, that jab and that, um, that sort of coming down sort of hook, overhanded sort of hook. 
but he kept on kept on finding its home, didn't it? In that last the last part of the first round, wobbled him a couple of times towards the end. Um, yeah, he just looked good. He looked like you know he really wanted this win, and, and then in the second round, you saw that really lazy high kick from Gonzalez. You know, it was sort of like an up kick, but he changed his mind midway through it going up, and then obviously as it was coming back down. Jim Miller caught him there with an absolute flush overhanded right, hits him right on the chin. He was knocked out as soon as he, you know, he dropped. But Jim Miller, obviously, he can never be too sure in a mixed martial arts on you. So he get a few pot shots in just to make sure. But, you know, that was all she wrote for Gonzalez. And Jim Miller wins with a KO, which is absolutely fantastic. You know, it's good to see people like him. He's a veteran he's, and definitely a future Hall of Famer uh, for, for MMA itself, not just UFC. But I'm happy for him, you know. He's never going to get a title shot. He's not going to break into the top 10. But if he can be a rear guard for all these up-and-comers and if they could get past Jim Miller, you know they're the real deal. It's good seeing a journeyman doing it. You know, we've seen it. You know, we've seen it a lot of times with fighters, haven't we? You've had, you know, you think they've had their Indian summer and then they've gone. But like you said, the length of time he, he's been involved with the promotion is, is quite is quite staggering, isn't it? And uh, you actually said to me off-camera, he could be Hall of Fame worthy. You, yeah, you know, I just, yeah, yeah, I just yeah. Said that. yeah, um, yeah, definitely. You I mean you can't be in the UFC from 2008 until 2021 and, and still rocking out victories against the newer, newer guard? You know, we spoke about this plenty of times. The newer guard, it's mixed martial arts, so a lot of the new guys coming in now are really all rounded and really well all rounded. You know, it's not just a boxer coming in and coming as a striker or a jujitsu guy or a wrestler, you still get those guys, and you know, they are world class at their their skill set, but you're getting these new set of guys are coming in and mixed martial arts ready, you know, a facets of every set of skills, but you know, he's sticking in it, uh, sticking in it and he's still winning. And I, I, I really, you know, I'm really happy for him. I was really chuffed for him for the victory. Like, There's a question I ask you, you know, many, many times, you know, if you had your, your, your matchmaker head on and you were at the UFC, what would be, what would be the next fight for Jim Miller? You know, he's, he's took on a lot of guys, you know, within, within the uh, division, but yeah, who, who would you like to see him up against next? What would, uh, what would whet your appetite for Jim Miller? What would be a good fight for him going forward off the back of this? Let me uh, get the rankings up. Cause, uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, I just think it's quite, it's quite good. If I can get the rankings up, then I can yeah, just have a, have a nosy. Yeah. Actually, see where oh, there you go. Jim Miller is uh ranked 31, which you know it, it's it's one of them, you know, he's been around. Um, above him, there's Jared Gordon, there's Mark Madsen, who Mark Madsen looked good against Clay Guida. Solid, um, he was very made a good account of himself in that bout against Clay, didn't he? So, he, he's got a few good fighters. Mm, uh, that's he's got, interesting. He's got, uh, Bobby Green around him. Uh, Bobby, Bobby Green. Bobby Green would be solid as well. Just going off, you know, where he's been, you know. So, yeah, in and around him, there is options, isn't there? Absolutely. Yeah, we have UK's own uh, Mark uh, Dekesi's there as well. So Yeah, what's, what's, what's up with the Dekesi? Um, Dekesi's, uh, well, I think he was meant to fight on the, the US-British card, you know, the one back in September, Darren Till and Derek Brunson. But I think it was a lot of them had visa issues getting into... The USA, uh, US, mm -hmm. yeah, USA at that point. So I'm sure you'll get booked, and I'm sure they'll they'll get a card over in Europe at some point and get all the the people that missed out in September back on a card. Absolutely. So yeah, a fantastic victory, a UFC fight night from the Vegas Apex for him. And then moving on, our very own UK fighter who was on earlier in the night, Danny Roberts, bests Ramazan Amiev. 
who was a former M1 Global middleweight champion, Chris. I was reading reading up on him a little bit because I hadn't seen too much on him. But yeah, the scorecards, one scorecard had Amiev at 28-29, but the other two scorecards, 29-28. And then a disputed 30-27, Chris. I've been reading online. And, yeah, and I, the... I, I felt it was 29-28, Danny Roberts. I think uh, Amiev in the first round was probably a bit better. Um, you obviously think 30-27 was a bit wide. Yeah, well, what, you know I mean, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter on the on the Sunday. So obviously, I watched it on the Sunday, so I didn't stir up for it. Um, a lot of people with uh, robbery, a hashtag robbery um, for this fight. I, I wouldn't call it a robbery. It was an no. extremely close fight. And it's one of them, again, that could go either way. But again, you can't leave fights in the decision uh, in the hands of the judges. Dana White said this, how many bloody years? Because they don't always get it right, but sometimes they do. This one... I think he could go either way. Uh, I thought Roberts, you know, he was really good with his scrambles getting off the bottom, which I'm, you know, really impressed to see because uh, through his, his UFC career, he's, he's struggled when he's been taken down. Um, but he looked, you know, he, he got up, he got out of some really tight spots as well when he was on the ground against uh, Emev. And Emev looked like a really strong grappler. And you could tell, like, you know, he's from the Eastern Europe. So, you know, they're notorious for really strong grappling. But he did really well. I also thought Danny Roberts did a lot of good work in the clinch. He used mm. a lot of knees to the midsection, and then he was bringing that knee up and catching Emev right on the chin time and time again. It was, you know, for all for the three rounds, you know what I mean? He was just dropping that knee. But the strikes were a bit wild from Danny Roberts. When they went up against the fence and they came away from the clinch, I thought Emev was catching Danny Roberts more with the, with the jabs and the hooks than Danny Roberts was catching him. And this is why when it went to the judges, I wasn't sure which way it was going to go. But Emev took, you know, a lot of damage as well. He took a lot of, when it, when Danny Roberts did connect, he took a lot of heavy punches from Danny Roberts. You've got to say that Emev had a hell of a chin because not just the knees that were coming in up or coming up from the clinch. When Danny Roberts hit him with the hooks, he was hitting him flush. Mm. But he was taking it. He was taking it and moving on and, you know, trying to grapple, trying to get him down. Um, but yeah, uh, it, was an inter- it was an entertaining fight. And I think Danny Roberts needed this win because Danny Roberts, again, lost his last fight. Um, but it's good again because you know you know how much we like the bricks and we like you know we like to see them Absolutely come through. Absolutely, yeah. Um, Danny Roberts has been around for quite a while, so you know he's had a lot of he's had losses, yeah. had wins. You know he's floating in the rankings. I wouldn't say you know he's he's got a major tail up to get up the rankings. He's floating around. Just needs to get like a good like hot streak going now, a bit like Davy Grant did, mm-hmm. and stop rocking off some big wins. And maybe we'll see Danny Roberts fly up the rankings. He's eyeing about, as you can see in the headline there. He's looking at Christmas for his next bout. Chris, I think it might be time to roll the VT with Danny in the uh, post-fight press conference. Yeah, no worries. Perfect, Danny perfect timing. Perfect timing. TV here, and I think you were into it. And then when you heard thirty twenty-seven, I saw the face go. Oh no! Hold on. Yeah, I thought that was a bit of a strange score. I'm not going to lie. Um, I don't know what fight they were watching at the same time, but uh, again, if it would have been a little bit closer, arguably, I still would have known that it would have been mine. But I was. When I heard that 30-27, it was like, hang on, who's give it to what way here? Because, you know, it, it can be one of them at times. So I'm just grateful that they seen what I felt and that what everyone else would have seen as well. Also, When would you like to get back in there? Before Christmas, obviously, I've got a little bit of a suspension. You'll probably see the top of my head. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm still going to train. I've, I've been training for the last two years. I've been consistent. Um, I've learned a lot. I've done a lot. The only problem that I had was that I wasn't able to show it. So I'm again. Everyone knows me. They know what type of fighter I am. Um, I'm double digits now in the UFC. I wanna, I wanna keep up with the consistency. 
And that is going to come now by getting more fights. So as soon as as soon as I can get something sorted, hopefully around the Christmas time, and then again come out next year, three four fights in a year. I don't want to slow down. This is my time now. Um, the consistency is going to help me be able to show the skill set of what I've attained and who I am, along with the dogfight and the heart of a warrior. You know. Congratulations, man. Thank you very much. Perfectly put, Chris. Perfectly put. News got aspirations. There, three or four fights. <laughs> three or four. Fights in a year. Sorry, bloody, I got turned side there. But yeah, you know, as you say, he, he's where he is in the rankings, isn't he? And he's in and around that area. Um, but you, you never know. You never know. As you're saying, he's, he's mixed it up in that fight, hasn't he? He's shown other skills. So, and, and you know, Amiev was a, was a tough proposition, wasn't he, prior? I think he was yeah. uh, heavy heavy favourite from what I was reading prior yeah. to the fight. So he's yeah, done well. He's, yeah, he has. He's done fantastic, Stuart. And I, I'm, I'm like I say, I'm always up for the Brits and I'm always... You know, I mean, I will, I will say things about what they need to be said for Brits. I'm not biased beyond belief. I don't go and uh, your Brit fighter loses. I'll go, no, they won't. I will be honest. Um, he's got a lot to still to work on, Danny Roberts, because you know, is it Walter? Wait? Is it? Yeah, it's Walter. Wait, he's in. So it, it's yeah, he is. It, yeah, it's, it's a difficult division going in. You know, trying to get up to those rankings. So he's, you know, he's got to put the work in. You know, and hats off. He wants to fight again. Let's hope he can get another fight in before Christmas or in the new year, and keep, you know, keep this winning streak alive and see where he can go. Absolutely. So, yeah, fantastic picture for him. Is there anything in the way of comments, Chris, at the moment? We have one, actually. Oh, there we go. Lewis Young. Hello, mate. Saw you were training yesterday at the wrestling place. He's watching as well. I can see on the Facebook bit here. So, all right, Mike. Had a busy, doing, Mike? Week, busy weekend with the pro wrestling. So, yeah, he's uh, done three shows, two or three shows over the weekend. So, yeah, love, love us uh, some Mike Angus. Absolutely. Right, so move on to the boxing. Absolutely, team. yeah. We will be back to UFC because we'll be covering Costa versus Vittori, which is coming up. But yeah, Saturday evening, what a fantastic card up in Newcastle at the Utilita Arena. It was absolutely buzzing. You know, the, the early fights in the card, which weren't on the main broadcast, were fantastic as well. We'll get to them in due course. But Chris Eubank Jr. got a fight after two or three weeks of uh, you know having a council fight the week uh, two two or three weeks prior. Uh, he looked, he looked good, Chris, against Adjuan. Adjuan, I find him <laughs> smiling when he was coming to the ring, almost you know, as if he was happy to be there, wasn't he? He didn't realise what I thought he was getting into with Eubank Junior. I don't think. But um, early on, Adjuan's movement it, it proved tricky for Eubank Junior. You could hear Roy Jones Junior in the corner as well with him. Mm. Uh, but, but I found as that went on, the shots were landing. You know, he found his range to Eubank Junior. And uh, also, got to say, paid homage to his brother, Sebastian, who passed away a couple of months yeah, ago as yeah. well. We had sad yeah. news a couple of months ago. So, yeah, uh, you know, what, what a way to pay homage to his brother who he lost. Uh, very, very sad times for the Eubank family. But, yeah, thudding punches going back to the fight. Uh, just and ends up with broken ribs. ribs there's Adjuan. And, uh, yeah, just couldn't, couldn't see it going any other way, Chris. Eubank junior needs tougher tests. No, yeah, 100%. This was, you know, this was just to get that ring rest out of the way, isn't it? I, I think he, he turned it on, is it the end of, I'd say around N4, round five, he, he really turned it on then, didn't he then? And, and you mm -hmm. can see those those body shots were starting to hurt. Um, it was a good call, to, you know, to stop the fight because you can't carry on with broken ribs, can you? But yeah, I agree. Chris Eubank Jr., he, he looked good, but, you know, against a tin can, you could look good. Mm -hmm. He needs to get these bigger fights. And you, as you said, when we go to the VT in a minute, He's called up Billy Joe. Which I could probably see after Liam Williams. Yeah, he called him a rat. He called him a he called Billy Joe a rat as well in his uh in his 
post-fight as well. So, yeah, he's obviously okay. got him in his periphery. That was a close fight. You know, it was quite a number of years ago now. Um, in, in other, you know, another judge might have scored it, a Eubank Jr. win against Billy Joe. Uh, but yeah, I think Liam Williams, you know, we, we saw him, we saw him a couple of months ago against yeah, Andrade, did, yeah. you know, it was a big fight for him, it was a huge test, but I think Eubank Jr. and Liam Williams definitely, Chris, but yeah, as you were saying, let's roll to BT with Mr. Eubank Jr. post-fight. You know, we'll find out, but if it is, if it is Liam Williams, that's a great fight. A lot of, a lot of fans have been calling for that fight for a while now. He's been saying a lot, he's been saying a lot on social media, so um, that's a fight that I would very much enjoy just for the just for the pure fact of shutting this guy up once and for all. That's one for me. Chris last time we spoke, uh, you just put your ten thousand pound bet on Billy Joe Saunders to get knocked out of Canelo. Can I ask what you did with the women? Uh, I gave it all to charity, which is um, I gave it to Rocking Horse Foundation, which is a children's charity in uh, Brighton. And uh, yeah, that's what I said I was gonna do and that's what I did. Good man. Congratulations mate Chris. Thank you. Chris, congratulations on your win, October Red Boxing. We talk a little bit about styles. You've gone in there, you've been under Roy Jones for a little while. You mentioned that there's certain changes that you've done. Elaborate on that and how that's benefited you as a fighter so far after dealing with the frustration of your other two opponents the other week dropping out. Um, you know, Roy's taught me a lot over the last year and a half. Um, a lot of it is you know, focused on the mental aspect of the game, strategy, the reasons why you're throwing certain punches, the reasons why you're training a certain way or, you know, the philosophy behind everything, foot movement, defense. Um, you know, boxing is 70% mental, I think. It's not all about being as big and strong and tough. You know, you've got you've to be, you've got to have it up here. And that, that's Roy's game. That's Roy's... Take... I think somebody should turn their phone off there, don't they? I know, I know. And uh, I wanted to say sorry. I said whips before. I was channeling my inner Jonathan Watts. Whips. So yes, yeah, yeah. Oh. I got a bit tongue. I got a bit tongue tied. So I apologise for that. But yeah, it's just you got to carry on. But yeah, I do like what you said there, Chris, about it being seventy percent mental. You know, we we discussed. Yeah, you know, yeah, men, yeah. Men, we've discussed mentally and physically many times, haven't we, across combat sports? Yeah. And I think you know he, he's he's on the button there. And I think Roy Jones, you can see what Roy Jones is trying to get out of him. It's gonna take it's gonna take a few fights, I think, isn't it? Because it's different way of training. But, uh, you know, you're in with one of the best of all time, pound for pound, in Roy Jones Jr. So he's got the right guy behind him, hasn't he? Definitely. But I was going to say that, you know, what a tutor to have, right? Roy Jones Jr. You know what I mean? You can learn a lot from him. But, you know, let's don't let it go to his head because, you know, he has he's been cocky at times as Chris Eubank over the years. And it, it has costed, costed him in fights. So let's hope, you know, we can learn a lot. Learn a lot I, I don't know then. Learn a lot from Ray, Ray, <laughs> whatever. Learn a lot from Ray Jones Jr. Fucking. The summit, the summit in the North Wales area was stumbling a little bit, but hey, we carry on I mean, nonetheless. I mean, but yeah, juice. I'd also like to say, you know, if you can get to Liam Williams, and I think he is better suited to middleweight as Eubank Jr. You know, he's been at the super middle, you know, with relative success, but he lost to George Groves up there as well. Don't forget, still only yeah. got two losses, but it's now or never with him. We were saying about age, you know, he's like 31, 32 now. So he's got to get these fights ready. You know, he, he's he's wanted Golovkin before now. He put his name in the hat, and it mm. was overlooked. He was overlooked for Golovkin. I think you know they can get him the guys at middleweight, and uh, you know another domestic class clash with Billy Joe. Um, but you know we're waiting on Billy Joe, aren't we? After the absolute decimation by Canelo, I don't think he's fully you know fully right since that one as devastating as it was. 
Yeah, but it's, it's eye injuries again. It's like uh, yeah. Orford, isn't it? it? They've got to be careful with those sort of things. So, you know I mean? For Billy Joe, take as long as you like and come back when you're, you know, you're 100%. Timeline-wise, you know, Liam Williams first, then maybe into 2022, we can get that yeah. big fight, Chris. I think that makes more sense. And Liam Williams will test him. Liam Williams, you Absolutely. know, he, against Andrade, looked like he, he had a lot of heart. And he likes to come inside, doesn't he? Likes to make his way inside and fight in the phone box as Liam Williams. So interesting fight, you know, going forward. Absolutely, absolutely. And we will move on now to Hume Fury after a great victory against, you know, battle-tested, hardened Christian Hamer, uh, based in Germany, but he's Romanian. And uh, it was the first person to stop Hamer, Hammer, since older cousin Tyson. So a very good victory from Huey. You know, Huey's had losses in the past to Joseph Parker, Alexander Povetkin and Kubrat Pulev, you know, Chris, but he's only 27. You know, they alluded to this on commentary and I think they've had the time. You know, he, he's obviously trained by his dad, Peter. Uh, I think he looked he looked good. He looked good the other night, but it is now or never with him as well, I think, at 27. Um, yeah. You know, he's been he's been in with decent heavyweights. You know, we've seen we've seen Pulev, Povetkin and Parker in and around, you know, title fights. So yeah. I, I've got every I've got every faith in Huey. I just think he needs to have a bit more believability. And I think that's what they're trying to instill. I think he can fight, but I think it's that mental side again, Chris, with Huey. You could, yeah, but you could see that in a fight as well. Um, you're calling him uh, Hammer, but uh, they were calling him Hammer. In the hammer. Country. It is Hammer. I think, it's, I think it's Hammer, but it's this usual thing, isn't it, with pronouncing names, Chris? We have it all the time. I can't, I'll go with Hammer. It sounds, it sounds yeah. a bit more, you know, you know, like savage, doesn't it, Hammer? Christine yeah. Hammer. Um, yeah. To be honest with you, Fury, um, Huey Fury, you can see this sort of Fury sort of style, isn't it? It's peppering with those one twos, but from long range and use that reach. Um, but that Christian Hammer was just laughing at him, wasn't he? And then he gave him a cheeky punch at the end of the bell, which I don't understand. Um, he looked good. He, you know, he looked decent, at the, you know, against the opposition. Um, I haven't seen his fights because it's the first one I've watched of Huey Fury. So oh, right, seen, okay. So I haven't okay. seen Povetkin uh, or the Joseph Parker ones. Um, I'll go back and watch them. But um, no, he looked solid. But you could tell in some of the uh, from the first couple of rounds when he was hitting Hammer and Hammer was just smiling, coming at him. He did struggle to try to think about why, why can't I stop this guy and why does he keep coming forward? Um, but you know, it, like I say, he's one twos in his long range and he's catching him with that um, sort of swooping uppercut. Constantly, every time Hammer was coming in, he was sweeping up with that uppercut, trying to catch him in between the guard. Um, so, yeah, he looked good. I think he was going to finish the fight anyway. Um, I think it was a bicep for Hammer went. In... It, and they're not, and the, the Fury camp aren't buying that. They think it was a cop-out, his bicep. They just felt he'd wilted at that point, which I could kind yeah. of, I could kind of agree with. How, how can you tell if the bicep's gone? You know what I mean? It, it's, uh, it, it's just they can hide behind that. I think they felt it was a cop-out. On, on the hammer hamer on, on their their side. But yeah, I think I think going forward, you know, he's got to be looking for a step up in opponent now. You no, know, it proved it proves to be a big, big fight for him after you know a lot of losses to top level guys. But yeah, yeah. you know, only him and Tyson in recent times have you know put Hamer Hammer out. Hammer Hamer. Uh, hammer Hamer. Yeah, uh, showed his ham on the weekend, didn't he? <laughs> Is there any uh, comments before we move on? There is. So, oh, oh good lovely. From, lovely. Good from America. Hello, Bert. Not heard of him uh, for a while, actually. How are you, mate? How's things? We've got old Bertie. Uh, yeah. Do you want to so move on we'll, to Savannah? We'll move on to Savannah because that fight was really, really good. 
fantastic win. Savannah Marshall, you know, she was at the Olympics many years ago now, and uh, she's absolutely superb at middleweight. And there is going to be a fight with, uh, you know, fantastic Clarissa Shields. Clarissa Shields uh, had an MMA fight this past weekend. I need to watch that, actually, Chris. So she's she delving quite in. good, to be fair, mate. She, she's delving into, into, you know, into both codes. And, uh, yeah, I thought, to be fair to her opponent, Lolita Mazea from Zambia, she started very well. She came out and she, she went for Savannah, didn't she? But I think she kind of just ran out of gas very early on. Because Savannah's, Savannah's not going to have that, you know what I mean? She's going to fight fire with fire, and she's yeah. brutal. Her punch power is brutal. Uh, it, it just, it was, it was a great performance. It was a fantastic performance for, for her, um, and she's finding herself in interviews now. She was a bit timid in front of the camera. They made light of this, but right, she's, okay. she's acquitting herself well. I think she knows you've got to be able to, you know, making money in the sport and stuff. You've got to be able to voice yourself as well. But um, yeah. They reckon they're going to be out again in December on the same card. Her and Clarissa Shields leading to the big fight next year. And it will be on the boxer card because Clarissa Shields is with boxer as well. Right, OK. Um, I, well, I think I thought she looked good, mate. I, I, I thought her range of striking was fantastic and she was just constant pressure. Hmm. And it, they were coming from different angles with the hooks and the uppercuts. And, you know, I mean, the power, as you say, this, that, the, the right hooks that she was catching, uh, is it Mosea? Yeah, yeah, Lolita Mazea. In that second round, we're just slower and, and slowing her down. You could see that she was struggling with that power. But, you know, when you've got power and you've got a good skill set, you're going to go places. Absolutely, absolutely. And they had uh, Clarissa Shields was watching. She was on uh, video, so they spoke to her after. Uh, she, she obviously feels she's got too much for Savannah. But I tell you, I think Savannah, uh, you know, at that weight is incredible. And she's got a lot of power. I'm not disputing, you know, the credentials of Clarissa Shields either, though. Yeah. It's going to be a fantastic fight. And hopefully, you know, we'll get to see that. It, it will be it will be over here in the UK. Absolutely. Got, got a question here, right? Because yes. I, didn't know, I didn't know Clarissa Shields was staying in boxing. I thought she was moving full-time into MMA. I think she, right, fights, okay. for, I think she fights for the PFL, doesn't she? Um, do you think that's going to hinder her, though? Because, you know what I mean? Striking in boxing is completely different, isn't it? We, we've spoke about this, but having to learn MMA and you know, obviously and focus on certain aspects of MMA and then getting back into boxing could cause a track quite a tricky, you know, sort of. I I agree, I agree. Yeah, it kind of if you do both, if you if you're doing both codes and and the way you know the way you strike in MMA, your, your stance and stuff like that is you know is different, isn't it, Chris? I agree. It might it might hinder that that she's dipping in and out. You know, it's questionable. It is questionable doing that. Uh, they obviously feel she can do it. it you know, no, it, I'm, not, I'm not locking this. She can't. It'll be interesting. Just, it'll be of... interesting. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out, though, won't it? It's a lot of information for a fighter to take in. Do you know what I mean? You know, you're, one minute you're, you're you're you know you're protecting yourself against striking, mm -hmm. and the next minute you're protecting yourself from a, a high kick or let's say a takedown, and then yeah. you're going back into boxing. I mean, overcomplicate things in the head. I didn't realise. I didn't realise she was only twenty six. Savannah's thirty. Oh, she's she's, she's relatively young. young. I, I thought she was older because she was out in London at the Olympics. You know when she won gold as well, Clarissa right, Shields. Okay. So yeah. Anyway, yeah. Moving on to the comments. Sorry, Chris. Domestic fight of the year. Nope, that's it, me for the now. Right. Uh, we'll move on. Perfect. Moving on, we had Brad Ray and Jez Smith in an eight rounder, and it was it's gotta be it's gotta be domestic fight of the year. I'd even put it up there, maybe it was one of the, the fights of the year. 
Just unbelievable. Brad Ray victorious over the eight rounds, and he did floor Smith. But Smith really, you know, he, he did he did well getting back up with Smith. And uh, yeah, Brad Ray is now eleven and zero, Chris. It was fantastic. It was topsy turvy. That they both they both went at it. It's that phone box thing again, Chris. It was in the so in the pocket was. in the pocket. It was fantastic, and it was also on very early, like their version of the prelims that we have in UFC. Yeah. Uh, so it was it was on YouTube. It was on the Sky Sports pages, so you know anybody in the world could view it, and it was fantastic. A great advert for British boxing, mate. I've I've got to be honest with you. Um, didn't know the guys, obviously. So this first this again for me as a. A boxing, a new, well, I would say a new boxing fan, but learning the sport as we uh, go along with Big Fight Weekly. So, um, not seeing these guys before, but you know, what I mean, the grit and heart uh, of the pair of them was beyond belief. Uh, and that's especially that last round, Stuart, because that last round was chaos. And it was just like caution to the wind. And, you know, what I mean, you could see that Ray really wanted that. He wanted that knockout in that last round. Yeah, 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 he did. And, he, and he's only 20, he's only 23, that lad, you know. Jess Smith, Jess Smith's been in some battles, I think, you know, domestically. Uh, but it was a good test for Brad Ray. He's big, you know, he's he's, he's tall, you know, he's rangy yeah. at, that, at that weight. You know, he had that in his arsenal, didn't he? His eye looked a bit sore, to be fair. You know, I'm not going to discredit Jess. You know, Jess was, Jess was solid. But, uh, yeah, it just brilliant. It was on so early on on the night. And it kind of set the tone for that card, you know. It really did. Because everything just kept coming. You know, everything delivered on that card on Saturday evening. Mm. No, it's good, like especially when you get a good fight like that. But sometimes you you get a really good fight like that, and then the card goes to shit. Then doesn't it? No one yeah. absolutely matches to it. But if you can get a good run, it's really good. Absolutely. Uh, okay, mate. Are we moving on? Are we moving on to this guy? I've seen him for quite you know quite a number of years now, from 2019 onwards. And uh, yeah, Steve Drago 2.0 USSR Robinson. He was in his hometown. Uh, this was actually the final match of the night as well because boxer are kind of mixing up the order of the cards. You're not necessarily going to see the headline at, you know, at the end, which I thought right, was quite... Know. It was something different. Yeah, so, yeah. Different. so, obviously, Savannah retained the middleweight title. Then Steve Drago Robinson with a brutal first-round KO of Reese Barlow. And he now improves to 4.0. 4.0? 4 and 0. 4.0. <laughs> I'm reading... I'm reading it. Like I'm reading. Like a, is he like a Terminator or something? 2.0, 4.0. What, what's going on? Yeah, but absolutely came out, came out to Lion King as well, Chris, which I've spoken about. I just can't yeah, wait I... to be king. Um, and he's clad, he's clad in Disney tattoos as well. But yeah, a good, good uh, first round KO, Chris. And to be fair to Reese Barlow, he did come at him as well. You know, he, he caught him. Big. He caught him. He caught yeah, him. Really, really good. Um, yeah, right hook. You know, um, and he he was complimentary, Reese Barlow, Chris. Sorry. For a big guy, again, uh, not like Tyson Fury, but we're talking about big guys, and Steve Robinson's a big guy. It's quite fast hands for a guy that size. Um, his knockout was clean, wasn't it? You know, I mean, he swung for that uppercut and just cleaned Barlow out completely. Um, yeah, he, look, he looks like he's got something about him, Steve Robinson. So I've been interested to see where he goes forward. But, Stuart, you've been speaking to him today. I have, yes. So there could be something on the cards. I'm not going to... I'll remain tight-lipped because you never know with these things. But yeah, there could be something in the works with Mr. Robinson. Uh, we have we have been in... Uh, we've been chatting to him, basically. So yeah, but a fantastic, fantastic performance from him. Do you know what I like about him, Chris, as well? He's got good... Uh, he's got good uh, verbal side to him as well. And, oh, yeah, it, you know, he, he's... 
he's likable. He's likable. You know, he acquits himself well, you know, outside the ring as well. Um, I, I can see him being very good at European level. You know, let's just see how he gets on. It's very yeah, yeah. early on. He was he was a he was a footballer prior to this, but you know, he's only 31, Chris. Plenty of time, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I wouldn't say baby steps, but um, at his age, you probably need more than baby steps. But, you know, one step at a time, isn't it? To see, you know, see where, where his uh, skill set is and then progress him slowly, but obviously not too slow because, again, he's 31. So you need to sort of move ish fast, haven't you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. We look forward to covering Mr. Robinson in his next bout, whenever that may be. And um, moving on, we go over stateside. Mikey Garcia, who's been highly touted for many, many years with a shock. Lost to Sander Martin. I'm just going to go through the scorecards here as well, Chris. Uh, two judges, two judges added 97, 93 to Sander Martin, but there was a draw on one of the cards, 95, 95. But I found with Sander Martin, his sharp counter punching, his movement, which is too much for Garcia. In a, in a shot victory, it is a shot victory, whatever way you look at it. Um, Garcia's timing just wasn't right. He was throwing punches, but just not himself at all. Uh, I don't know whether it was just a bit of rust on his end, Chris. But, you know, that's two losses in three now. Uh, he did lose to the great Errol Spence Jr. in 2019. You know, that's no great shame at all, losing to no, him. But, but but he was highly regarded, Chris. So it was it was a shock. But I'm not taking anything away from the Spaniard, Sam Martin. He was absolutely brilliant. He was brilliant on the in the early hours here in the UK on Sunday evening. You do I do like a bit of shocks, though. You know what I mean? When... You've got the guy that people think they're going to win and then the underdog wins. I do like that stuff. I'm not an under, underdog sort of bull hogger, as people would say, or bull hogger or nuts. I don't know. I'm in a way with this now. But um, I, I, I I like the underdog story. I'm not like, oh, my God, like when one wins. But it's nice to see shocks, though. It's nice to change the sort of narrative, isn't it? We haven't always Absolutely. got the guy that's always going to win. It's nice to see the, the underdog, I suppose, win. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm just. Here. I'm gonna. I'm gonna paraphrase Mikey Garcia here, Chris. Uh, in you know, in a roundabout way, he thought he was ahead on all three cards. So I right, don't know okay. where his. I don't know where his head was at with that because it was abundantly clear he was not winning that fight. <laughs> well, that would probably be because of being too many punches, I suppose. Might cloud his judgment a bit. You know, I, I'd say the other the other big shock. You know, when you're going to talk about shocks, I think it was when Lomachenko got beat by Tiafimo Lopez. You know, I, I'd, I'd put it... No, that was even more... But like we say sometimes, Chris, it just doesn't happen for them, does it? Even though yeah, they're but, highly, highly, you know, the ones to yeah, win yeah. prior. But that does happen, though. You've seen it in all combat sports. Like, sometimes just like, the guy that, you know, who's champion, being so dominant, just can't get going. Or the person he's fighting on the night just has an absolutely banging night, doesn't he? And everything he throws, absolutely. just goes and it hits. It's just one of them. But it's good to yeah. see, though. It's good to it see. It is, mate. It is. And moving on, Chris has changed the graphic. And it is Maris Bradis who beat Man and defended his IBF and Ring Cruiserweight titles. And it was in Latvia, on uh, in Riga, in the capital. Uh, Vesterman Boxing, which is owned by the Sauerlands. I know they're going to be cross-promoting with Boxer on Sky as well. But what I found shocking, Chris, there was no one domestically um, showing this this match. No, it was a big, it's a big match. It's a world title fight. Uh, right. But I just found I just found Bradis, which is too powerful. Uh, right hand bombs in that first round, which just you know he wasn't answering back. Was man um, into the second round? Round he utilised both hands and, and used heavier shots. It was good to see him mixing up his punches, you know, left to right. 
Uh, and he put he did put man down. The gum shield came out. Um, man did get back up, but then it was all she wrote after that. Absolutely brutal. And um, I just think I still think Lawrence Acoli is going to beat all the cruiserweights, Chris. And we're going into that then, Stuart. I'll uh, flick this up. Yes, mate. So as you can see, they're all the title holders in the cruiserweight division. Uh, Macabu, you know, that's a, that's a tasty one, definitely, for Lawrence. But I feel it'll be Maris Bradis and Akoli before too long because, you know, there, there's free there's free titles right there, you know. But I think they've just got to do a unification within this division now. In one, Chris, he's got 25 KOs, you know what I mean? He's up there with, with Macabu, Macabu on the KOs. So them, yeah. them, two, them two have had a lot of KOs, you know. But I just think Macabu, they're all aging. I not I don't know about the two gentlemen in the WBA in terms of age, but you right. know, Macabu fell uh fought Bellevue in at Goodison Park. That was many yeah. years ago. Maris, Maris Bradis is 36 now. Lawrence Acoli, I think Lawrence is 28. I think it just it's time for him to unify that division, Chris, and then I go might... up to heavyweight eventually, as we've said before. Am I taking uh, Bradis as lot, lot? The only loss he's got here is against Usyk. I take it. It is. It is in the World Series of Boxing that they did before Usyk went up. But yeah, yeah, Usyk, Usyk. But that's not. That's no bad loss no. on the record, as we well know. But yeah, we will get to see hopefully in the next couple of months how the cruiserweight is going to be plotted and what matches are going to come up in there. And then moving on, we're going to go into. We're going to preview some fights that are coming up across boxing and the UFC, Chris, but we're going to lead in with Jamal Herring defending his WBO super featherweight title. They call it the junior lightweight title in America against the young prodigious talent Shakur Stevenson, undefeated, but Jamal Herring laid Carl Frampton to waste and Frampton did retire off the back of that, that night, Chris, and he was really good, wasn't he? As that fight went on, I think Jamal Herring, you know, he's the older guy, um, he's got a lot of knowledge in there, but Stevenson, I think he's took a quite quite a lot of low shots on Jamal Herring. Um, he's been a bit cheeky in some respects, and we've seen this before. You can talk the talk, but when you get in there, is he going to be able to walk the walk with Jamal Herring? Well, the, well, you know, the the case would be at the fight, won't they, to see you know if if Stevenson can. Um, but I, I don't know. I only see that one fight with Herring against Frompton, so I, I don't know much about Stevenson. You know, to sort of really give you an educated guess. Um, but, I mean, you know more than I, so... It just think... reeked. It just reeked of disrespect. And, uh, you know, we've seen it. I, I've, I've seen it with Adrian Broner. You know, Adrian Broner uh, kind of fell by the wayside in the end, you know, being cocky and arrogant. I mean, if he can back it up and do it, I, I've got... I, I think Herring might... I think Herring might be able to be, like, the wily veteran in this one, Chris. I really feel he can come out the other end. But he... he then, his experience, yeah. I'm going to paraphrase Shakur Stevenson as well. Why is Herring dropped to 130? And his answer to that was to bully people. Herring's a stand-up guy. You know, he's not a bully. Uh, he's just... Yeah. I think he's trying... He's trying anything to get inside Jamal Herring's head. But, you know, Jamal Herring trains with Terence Crawford. You know, the great Terence Crawford. So... Yes. It's a good trading I'm, partner. I'm going. I'm going Jamal Herring on points in this one. I do believe he's going to put a put a mark on Stevenson's record. Well, if that's what you're going with. Uh, I just have to trust what you say in this sense. We will see. Well, we'll see next Thursday when we review everything. I'm moving on, Chris. Back to the UFC. I know you want to put a bit of onus on this one for the Vegas 41 card. It is Costa versus Vittori, Chris. This is. 
got a mix of styles. If ever there was a fight with mix of styles, that's Nick, because we've seen how dominant Vittori's been, smothering people on the ground. But Paulo Costa's striking as well. You know, they're the two variables, aren't they, on either side? Well, let's put it. Well, let's put it this way. In regards to these two going into this fight, they both need the win. They both need it. I'm not saying like you know the winner of this is going to get another title shot, get a, a number one contender fight, because I don't think that's the case. Because they've only both come off recent losses to Adesanya, hasn't they? So I can't see them getting straight in the mix unless it was an epic, you know, KO. Uh, um, but I, I can't see it. Paulo Costa worries me, Stuart, because. He was meant to face Calvin Gastelum, wasn't he, not long ago? But I'm hearing rumours that he pulled out because he wanted to get his uh, the operation on your hair to get more hair on, you know, more hair follicles on you because he was. I could do. I hair. could do with that. He's, if yeah. he's looking at that graphic, if he's receding, I'm the Pope. Well, <laughs> better what pray the... then, mate. Come on, come on, mate. What's wrong with his hairline? Hair there. Well, you know, I, don't, I haven't got a clue. He's a bit of a weird one, Paulo Costa, because, you know, I mean, you saw in the Adesanya fight, um, he was just, wasn't there, was he? No, um, he was vacant. He was very vacant. But if you're going to go strike for strike with Adesanya and you're going to play the striking game, you're always going to lose because Adesanya is world-class when it comes to the striking game. Um, and, it, and it was evident seen. You switched it to Fattori. Fattori had a bit more success against Adesanya a few months ago. Um I think he lost every round, mind you, but he put an effort in. He, you know, he tried. He got his trunks the right way this time, didn't he? You know, not like the picture. <laughs> uh, um, that was weird. That was. How would you not know if your trunks are out the wrong way? You just know, wouldn't you? Um, but yeah, I, it, it, I, I, I feel like this can go one way because I think Vittori is just constant pressure. I think Vittori can take you down. I think Vittori's, you know strong and muscular and he's very white um what's the word he's, i can't think of the word i'm trying to think now it'll come back to me but he uses his takedowns is what i'm trying to say um but he'll use that to take for his name um it's oh, it, it's proper eluded me now yoro romero there you go yoro romero he was walking down yoro romero in the first round right and this is um this is what costa was really good at and he was walking down. He got dropped as well in that fight, and and he dropped Yoel Romero. But he looked really good in that fight. He looked, you know, like he could cause some some problems. And and, and I just think then he, he fought Adesanya. Adesanya, you know, very clever of what he says, and he gets into people's head. And he just capitulated. But then you find out that he was getting pissed the night before his fight. And it's like... You're asking uh, for trouble. Hair, fo hair follicles and alcohol... Um, maybe if he put the alcohol in his hair, it might increase the growth of his uh, hair. But yeah, I, I can't, I can't see that. But it's perfect. It's perfectly poised that one, isn't it, Chris? You know, yeah, what we've what we've seen of Vittori smothering people on the ground. You know, uh, he is fantastic, as you say. Costa, when he loads up as well with his striking on his day, is is savage, isn't he? Yeah, he is a savage. Um, they're both savages, to be fair. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not discrediting uh, the story. I'm not just saying it is about him getting people down. You know, they've got to be yeah, multifaceted. They've got to be multifaceted. That's yeah. his wheelhouse, isn't it? I, you know, I mean, you've seen him do it to multiple people in the middleweight division. Um, mm. I, ju I just think, I think the Tory's going to have too much because I, I, I you know, listened to Costa the last couple of months with his complaints uh, about matchmaking and he's complaining he's not getting paid enough. 
you just feel like his, his head's somewhere else, isn't it? Mm, um, seems and it. Then, and it, uh, I've heard that Gasolim as well for this fight is back up just in case of Costa pulling out. So right, they've put it in place, and haven't they just to be safe that they've got you know someone who yeah, can they've come got in the main that, event. At, at least, at least they're doing that because they know what he's like. But yeah, Chris, anything else before we go and sign off with episode thirty-four? Yeah, we've got Jai Herbert. Uh, another UK, another UK yeah. Um, again, sure, this this is a must win for Jai Herbert. Uh, he got unfortunately knocked out in against Cowboy. Is it Cowboy? No, I feel like, I don't think it was. Um, Trinaldo, sorry, in his first fight uh, over in uh, Abu Dhabi uh, last year, and he was looking really good. That's the whole thing with Dan Hardy. If you remember, and Dan Hardy kicked off at um, Herb Dean, it was during that fight. Yeah. But um, Jai Herbert looked absolutely phenomenal in that fight against Trinaldo. He got caught with a one of those sort of strikes where you don't see it until it's too late and then obviously it beat him yeah, against uh, Monotaro he fought a few months ago you know Rafael Monotaro has fought Jose Aldo he's fought some of the best in that division um, and unfortunately for Jai Herbert he just got you know bullied on, on that night and this fight here uh, Worthy is quite old now um, I've, I was looking for his record today and Cami Worthy Stuart has been KO'd twice in his last two fights and the fight's only lasted just over a minute. So it's a cannon for the one you're saying being set up so we can get a W. Not to discredit him, because anything can happen in the confines of the Octagon. Yep. But yeah, from what you're saying there, you feel it's one where he is to get him, uh, you know, on a win. Well, yeah, well, he'd eat yeah. it, because I think if yeah. he loses this, uh, Jai Herbert, um, you know, they will cut him, and there'd be no bother with that, really. Um, I like Jai Herbert. Like I said, Jai Herbert was fantastic in Cage Warriors. So when he got, you know moved up to the UFC. I was really looking forward to it. And he's just been really unfortunate, you know, with this loss, loss against Trinaldo. You know, this last fight is matched up in a difficult match. This one here is matched up perfectly for him. So unless, you know, something doesn't happen to him shockingly, he should win this fight. We look forward to You can find us on Apple. All good places you can get your podcasts. And also you can find us on our Facebook page. Um, you know, drop a message. Drop, drop some pit, some fights that you like or something you want us to cover for next week or the week after. Um, just drop anything in. Perfect. Yeah, we have charted this week as well with Big Fight Weekly so it, on Apple. We're in the wrestling chart because that was like the best chart supports and there's no MMA or boxing chart. So yeah, that's the one we're in because you get a lot of MMA and boxing podcasts coming in. So we've been in the top 250 for the last five days. So we are in there. We're happy with that. And yeah, I've been Stuart Palmer. And you can find me at Shoes Wrestling Podcast across social media. Uh, I've got a couple of interviews coming up as well. Some new stuff leading into the 100th episode. But yes, I have been Stuart Palmer with my co-host and cousin Chris Hume. This has been episode 34 of Power. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.